0: Senior night. It is a celebration of those who have give, given their blood, sweat, and tears to a game they love. A time where your family, friends, coaches, teammates, and fans get to acknowledge your commitment to a team that you will remember for a very long time. Sometimes it's not pretty. You probably have gone through some tough stretches to get to this point. Starting one game, not playing at all the next, work hard all summer just to get injured before the season even starts. No one said it would be easy, but to quote a league of their own, it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. True, this isn't the last time you will play with your team. You may have a road game after, or in many cases you will have sectionals to look forward to. But the feel of that home crowd, the community having your back, those underclassmen playing just a little bit harder in order to get that win for the seniors is what, is what makes Senior Night special. Trust me, you will remember Senior Night. I'm 12 years removed from high school and, there, and was a three-sport athlete, and I remember every single one. You'll remember who played, who you played, the plays you made, the look on your parents' faces, the smiles, and most of the time tears of your teammates as you come off the floor or field for the very last time. With that in mind, I would like to acknowledge all the fall sport seniors for this year. Football. Bradley Buchanan. Nick Buchanan. Alec Burton. Sawyer, Sawyer Cook. Tyler Fiscus. Chad Gilmore. Tanner Gowan. Jace Heitkamp, Toby Hyland, Tanner Knotts, Zachary Lukin, Ben Stevens, Austin Cowart, Jackson Wynn, Kaden Thompson, Dylan Plant, and Taryn Lawson. Cross country, Jackson Swisher. Girls golf, Jenna Lucas, Kayla Ross, Ashlyn Schaefer, Kiara Schroeder, Peyton Shores, and Claire Tolleson. Boys soccer, Bradley Hewson, Bryce Poindexter, and Jason Randall. Girls soccer, Mallory Barnhart, Ashlyn Eisenhart, and Claire Perkins. And finally, volleyball, Lucy Chittister, Claudia Ellis,
1: Libby Carlton, and Kiara Black. All right. Welcome to a uh, another edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. This is Matt. And uh, super glad to have you guys with us. Um, you know, Matt, thank you for sharing just that great Thought about senior night um, you know I've been a part of two senior nights here at Danville and my very first one we had a manager whose name was Josh Randall and he was a phenomenal guy who uh, really took the managing uh, ability commitment to a whole nother level came to every practice, lined the field for us, had water bottles ready at every game, uh, was running like he was playing in the game, trying to support our team. And I remember on senior night, our coach Donovan Duffy uh, gave him a jersey, put him out on the field because he was truly one of our team members. And uh, that, that will always be a very special night for me. It was my very first senior night as a coach. And uh, I mean, what a memorable experience! So thank you for sharing that. Oh, it, it's no problem. It, it, it is. It gets
0: it gets emotional. It's supposed to be, uh, like I said, it, it, it's to acknowledge these seniors. It doesn't matter how many years they've played. They sometimes even if they just want to be a part of a team. Right. You know I mean, they they may not be the superstar. Like you said, it's a manager who just loves to be around the game. It, it's it's a really special night they'll remember it I, like I said I remember all three of mine the one that stands out to me and it, it's usually I get pretty emotional talking about it It was my basketball senior night it was actually the same night my grandma passed away mm. so <laughs> it was kind of funny I was out on the floor they did all the you know pregame stuff and I was losing my mind right. out on the floor and most people didn't know right so they were all thinking you know I got right. caught up in the senior right. night thing but it wasn't it was for a different reason and you know my teammates came up to me and you know were wishing me well and stuff like that I still get kind of choked up when I yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But it it senior night is awesome. Yeah. And they should they should be celebrated. They do get celebrated and you know it, it's going to be a fun time. So.
1: Yeah, so from our uh, our little podcast, you know, that just wants to honor Danville sports, you know, we salute you seniors. We thank you for the time and the effort that you have placed into your fall sport. you know, A lot of yeah. you uh, will be honored again uh, later on this year in our podcast, but for the fall season, uh, thank you guys very much. All right, let's jump into uh, a quick recap of the, the last week's sporting uh, events. I think to make it a little bit easier, we're just going to go sport by sport trying to give you guys a Uh, a recap of what's going on. Uh, It's just sad, sad news, really, just to share on the Danville boys' soccer. Uh, We we lost three hard-fought matches this week. And, um, you know, being on the sideline, seeing how much work the boys are putting into it, it, it's not fun losing. It is not um, anything that we are getting used to. Uh, But we are trying to take every single loss, and realize what can we learn from this, what can we grow from this, and we are going to continue to push on. So, well, I, and what I like
0: about the high school season, especially in Indiana, it's like, yeah, you want to win games during the regular season, but yeah. the ultimate goal is you want to be playing your best by the time sectionals rolls around. Right. And you know you're going to take your lumps, and I feel like you know the soccer team has this yeah. season, but I. I I've been to a lot of your games this year, and I feel like there's kind of a corner that's trying to be turned here, and I think the team is still heading in the right direction. Right, and not
1: to jump ahead to our next segment of uh, looking ahead at the next weeks, but we do have two more games at home, which I'm really hopeful uh, and looking forward to, uh, again, doing what you just said, turning that corner, building that momentum in the correct direction. So, we'll get started. Uh, Cross
0: country, all they had was the uh, Shelbyville Invitational on Saturday. I'm happy to announce that. There was approximately, I think there was about 300 runners in this event. And uh, uh, Jackson Swisher came out with a 15th place finish there. But uh, Sam Comer still, you know, he's just, man, he's having a great season. Got third overall. So, we were happy to announce that.
1: Uh, Girls soccer... um in our last podcast, we were uh, talking about it going uh, into second overtime. The, the game got delayed. Well, the oh, girls were able to make that game back up on Tuesday, and this was against Lebanon. Lebanon drove all the way back to Danville to play just a couple minutes in that second half. Game ended up going into PKs, which the Danville girls came out victorious. And then on Wednesday, quick turnaround, they went to Tri West. And were able to get a solid victory over their rivals,
0: Uh, West. Uh, And then on Saturday,
1: they went yes yes, they went over to uh, Martinsville Martinsville. and
0: got another good win. Bigger school, yeah. I think it was the final score was two two two, to one, two to one. So another good, uh, another good week for the girls soccer team. Yeah, very cool. Uh, On uh, sorry, I am all over this on the tennis side. There we go. Uh, On Thursday they were at Speedway. That was a reschedule. Uh, the team got a victory there with uh, our, sorry, there we go. Uh, our number two and three singles won along with our two doubles to uh, you know to take the match yep. three two. And then on Saturday they were over at Greencastle. I'm sorry, they were home against Greencastle. That was their uh, senior day. Uh, the team didn't get the victory. I think our three singles, Brody O'Brien, won. But uh, I've been told that the senior day was still a lot of fun, even though in a defeat.
1: Yeah. Volleyball, what you got for them?
0: Oh, volleyball, yes. Uh, On Monday, the freshman team played a very, very good Pike team. You know, I think our athletic director has done a good job getting games for our, you know, freshman teams as as they can get them. So the freshman team dropped that one against Pike, but the JV and varsity pulled out their matches against conference opponent South Montgomery. Then on Thursday, they were in action again. The freshmen were able to get a victory on Thursday against Indianapolis Short Ridge. And then the JV and Varsity both pulled out victories against Le- uh, conference team Lebanon as well. And then I believe that wrapped their their week up, so another good week for the volleyball team.
1: Okay, then Friday night, Danville uh, homecoming game was exciting. Uh, got a chance to go to the parade. That is something that... Uh, super traditional for me and my family. I know it is a trition, traditional thing for a, a lot of people growing up in Danville. I'm a transplant to Danville. My very first year living here, we went to the parade. We typically stand on uh Cross Street and whatever it is that road is that uh oh, Mill Mill. Yep. okay. And sure. uh, and and we, we've sat there every every year since I've lived here. Uh, our first year, my daughter was. Uh, just a few months old so it's you know I'm not from Danville but I feel like I'm starting to to get that I don't know like this is becoming almost like my hometown it is for my kids Um, so we love the parade loved all the candy were you able to make the parade
0: I was not unfortunately my wife and I went out of town we were down at Lake Potoka for the weekend we usually don't miss homecoming. It's yeah. just the way it worked out this year. But uh...
1: well, let me tell you, the game was exciting. Um, I, t- I think the first three offensive plays were touched, or two of the first three offensive plays were touchdowns. Um, you know, Southmont really did not stand much of a chance. There were a couple drives where they were they were pushing the ball downfield. The triple option is hard to yes. to go against, no matter what team you are. Um, yes, it's. I great. mean, even college football when you watch. Some of those upper, Army, Air yeah. Force, when when yeah. you watch the upper tier schools play against a triple option, it's just not something you typically see. Southmont did the best that they could. Uh, Moneymaker was their running back, and he really uh, tried his best. But Danville just proved over and over and over again to be dominant. Highland, amazing. I mean, all the stats. Or just off the roof, uh, so so it was a fun I, I, game.
0: Yeah, I was talking to my brother. He and I both were at the Tri West game the week before, and we were kind of talking about it. And he was, he was just like, hey, "Well, yeah, Danville's just you know a big play offense. You take away their big plays, and you can." You, and I was like, "Yeah, you're probably right, but it's hard. Yep. It's hard to stop their big plays because the quarterback is so mobile. So even if right. the offensive line breaks down, he can break the pocket. Now you got to worry about." him running or covering the, you know, these great receivers down yeah. the field. And then I, I still don't think that's necessarily th- a thing because Schubert and Skinner can pound that's the exactly ball. That's exactly what I was about to yes, say. Yes, they can pound the ball down the field right. just as well as the receivers can make a, a 60, 70, 80-yard play.
1: Right, without Skinner, without Schubert, you are unable to have the big-time plays through the air because it keeps the defense uh, honest. Yes. And you know, because you know that it's Schubert and Skinner, right? They can go straight up the gut. They can get to the outside. So, I mean, again, you've got to play a, uh, almost a complete style of defense, which gives you gaps and gives you holes on the offense that you're trying to exploit. Yeah, and
0: I, I kind of, this is the analogy. I, I don't think I'm, you know, no spoilers here as far as the Danville offense. If you're playing Danville, your best defense is probably gonna be your offense. Right. You have to be able to, you know, take time off the clock. You right. gotta shorten the game down. Right. And you you just gotta keep your offense on the field and get keep getting first downs, keep getting first downs. Or you better have a really highly explosive offense yourself and maybe just try to outscore them. That's are the only two ways I see Danville getting beat. Like their offense is Borderline possible.
1: Yeah, I don't know much about the Sagamore Conference when it comes to football, uh, like what the other teams are doing, uh, and I don't, I don't really, We don't have a schedule in front of us. Can you, can you imagine any team right now that has the same type of firepower that Danville has in the conference?
0: Lebanon was supposed to, you know what I mean. Lebanon was supposed to have that kind of offensive firepower, but we saw early in the season that Danville was able to shut it down. Now, offensively, I don't see it from anybody else. Yeah. Defensively is another. So next thing. week we
1: have Frankfurt. The week after Western Boone. Frankfurt's having a really down year. Northmont.
0: Northmont, I, I, is still very, very winnable game. I, I, don't think they should have any issues there. It's the Western Boone game. That's senior night. Yeah. Which you know, Webo's catching them on senior night. You know, it's still another right. emotional game. Right. So. That, that's going to be hard too, but Wevo has the
1: defense. To, I, even in our conversation with Casey Woods, which if you guys have not listened to that podcast episode, you need to go listen fun. to. It's a great one. Um, he is not going to let an emotional senior night get the best of them.
0: No, 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 absolutely not. He's going to have those guys locked in, you know. And we talked about this as like you got to point to those little goals during the season, right? Like it's going to come down to senior guys, like guys. We wanted to finish undefeated. Right. I mean, these are the only guys staying our way. we got to keep doing what we've been doing. Right. He, he's going to have them locked Yeah. In. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah,
1: no worries. No worries about that. You missed a great football game, uh, a fun football game. When I saw what the mob uh, theme of the night was, I made sure we sat as far away from them as possible. What was the theme? I didn't even catch It was that. a blackout with baby powder. Oh. <laughs> so I remember last year sitting close to them. I did see the tweet
0: from, I think it was the athletics department tweet, said it might have been the biggest mob of the season. I didn't get to see a picture, though, so can you attest to I can to attest to it. It was, it was amazing. That's awesome. I
1: mean, homecoming night uh, for the game, I mean, there's just a lot of excitement. The record, the way the football team is playing, yes. The mob was in full force, blacked out. Uh, Well done, well done, well done. Yes. All right, guys. Looking ahead at this next week, uh, a lot of a lot of the the teams are wrapping up their fall schedule, uh, regular season schedule. On Monday, we have uh, girls volleyball, North Putnam freshman at home at 5:30. And then uh, Greencastle for the JV and Varsity. JV starts at 5.30 and Varsity follows up at 7 p.m. Those are home games. Uh, On Tuesday, the boys' soccer team is in action. They'll be home against
0: Whiteland. The JV team will be kicking off at 5.30 with the Varsity to follow.
1: And then on Wednesday, 5 p.m., uh, boys' tennis sectional match. Do we have any idea who that is? Uh, I do not know the location
0: of the sectional. Uh, typically, it's usually at one of the uh, bigger schools, I believe, like Brownsburg, Avon, or Plainfield. So you may want to double-check with the athletic department on the location of the sectional.
1: Very good. Then girls' soccer travels, uh, that wonderful long drive to Frankfurt. Girls' varsity starts at 5.30. And then uh, volleyball, girls' freshmen at Mooresville, JV and varsity also At Mooresville and then a uh, JV girls soccer match against Frankfurt to follow the varsity match
0: and then on Thursday the boys tennis will still be in action for their sectional continuation depending on how they do Uh, that'll be at 5 o'clock at 530 the boys soccer the JV soccer team will be home against Crawfordsville with the varsity to follow and then the volleyball team will be back in action uh, the freshman team will be playing Western Boone. I believe, again, I think that's just more of, you know, get some games in for yep. these freshmen, get experience. And then the JV and Varsity will be uh, facing Crawfordsville at home with the JV starting at
1: 530 and the uh, Varsity to follow. Okay, and then Friday night on the 29th, ninth, boys, uh, the football team, will be traveling to Frankfurt. Game starts at 7 p.m., And then on Saturday, boys tennis, if they're still uh, rocking and rolling during the sectionals, they'll have a match at 10 a.m. Then the cross country has a Sagamore conference invite. And then there's also a freshman uh, volleyball Danville invite at home that starts at 10 a.m. And then uh, the boys' Frankfurt uh, JV football team will be playing at home against Frankfurt. That's a great day uh, if you are in town on that Saturday to support our teams. Uh, yes, absolutely. they are not varsity games, but our teams need support all the way through, and it does a player uh, an amazing boost of confidence to see the crowds filling, uh, especially for. JV freshmen, uh, so please come on out support the Warriors, uh, Danville, uh, or the volleyball team. freshmen at 10 a.m. and the boys JV uh, at 9 a.m.
0: And I just want—I'm going to put this out there. I put it on Twitter. I kind of challenged the mob. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. I'll, I'll do it on the podcast as well. I'm going to challenge the mob and the mob mem- members to make uh, an appearance at every sectional uh, contest. For every sport, I know girls' golf has already had theirs, so it's kind of hard now. But you know, boys' tennis coming up with their sectional, uh, soccer boys and girls both just had their draw tonight. We'll kind of get into that maybe a little bit uh, later. But you know, it, it, it matters. So if you can, if you can, if you can, please get out there, mob support all sports, not just the football on
1: Friday night, but get out there and you know support our teams. Very cool. All right, well, let's change some gears. And, uh, you know, Matt, as we kind of look at, it's a Sunday when we're recording this, we look at the NFL. I mean, it was a big weekend in football. Yes, it was. Okay, so big day in football. Uh, Colts came out with a victory. Yes, I'll
0: tell you what. Uh, Jacoby Brissett uh, looked awesome. If you're a Colts fan, you have to be really, really happy with how he played. Um, Now, it was the Browns. (laughs) I get it. Okay, I get that. This is a Browns team that competed well with the Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you're happy with the win, and you should also be very happy because you got the news as well today that Andrew Luck might be practicing this week. Yep. Probably still not going to play in Seattle next week. But the following week, so week what is that? Week six. Yeah. So week six, he comes back and he uh, he possibly is out there. You get to two and three. You know, you may sneak one out. You can maybe get the 3-2. and two. Who yeah. knows?
1: They have a pretty big Monday night game against Tennessee, I believe, coming up in the next few weeks. That could be a great target date yeah, for absolutely. Andrew to come back. Uh, the fans to get excited, rally behind the Colts again. Um, you know, if you watch football, NFL Today, you saw some teams that had been kind of rolling the first two weeks. Oh, yeah. Take a loss. Teams that have not won uh, have gotten their victory. The Bengals certainly are not that team. Uh, <laughs> breaking my stinking heart at the very end in typical fashion in overtime. Just stupid, stupid play. Offsides on defense. Giving Aaron Rodgers a free play, and he capitalized like he typically does. Very irritating. But you know what, Marvin Lewis will get a three-year extension.
0: <laughs> I think the two teams that surprised me the most today were one, the Chicago Bears. Yep. The Chicago Bears getting a big win against the Steelers at home in overtime. They should be thrilled with their new running. The other running back, because Jordan Howard's still very good. You have got a two-headed monster. Yep. There at the running back position. Um, good win against the Steelers, and honestly, it was the Saints. You know, the Saints handled the Carolina Panthers today. Uh, I think a lot of people were expecting a big day out of offense from Uh Carolina uh and didn't get it. So I I think the Saints, the way their offense is, I think they can get it turned around. If they get the defense playing just good enough, they don't have to be great, but just good enough to where the offense can win them games, I think the Saints will have this thing turned around. And
1: that's how they won a Super Bowl a few years ago. Uh, Most surprising to me... Uh, The Rams, I almost wanted to call them the St. Louis Rams, the (laughs) L.A. Rams. uh, Yes, 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 yes. On the most exciting Thursday night football game we'll probably get, which was a shock to everybody that the Rams-Niners would be exciting. And then the second team was the the Jaguars playing at home in London. I mean, this is a team that travels to London every year, but they smoked the Ravens. And the probably the best game of the day, just talking Sunday, was
0: honestly the Patriots and Texans. Yeah. I mean, it took it took all what is it? All sixty minutes. Well we were watching for, it together and one of the guys with us said, Oh, the Pats lost. Oh no, they did it. No 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 no. Touchdown Tommy. You know, he, he did it again. That dude is unbelievable. You know, I mean I think the Texans were like twelve point underdogs in this game or something like that right. you know, this is in Foxboro. Right. You know, Houston, they came ready to play and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. You know, Brady and Belichick found a way. Yes. and that's that's what they do. So yeah. But I'm gonna plug my boys, the Eagles, big win. We watched the end of that game together as well. Got off to a really good start, but you know, it is what it is. But 61-yard field goal literally as the clock expired from a practice squad kicker from your bungles. Yes. Uh, But it it got it done. So we're 2-0 in the division. Good stuff.
1: All right. Uh, Kind of wrapping up our episode today, we wanted to just highlight uh, the sectional draw. Boys and girls soccer were uh, announced this evening. Big fan of what IHSAA did this evening they live cast it, uh, the, 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 the different brackets, allowing teams to build some excitement. I saw some pictures on Twitter of, uh, of teams huddling up, watching it NCAA style. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, but the Danville boys and girls draws came out. Uh, one thing that was different this year is Danville uh, previously, for soccer at least, have been in a two-class system. Correct. And now uh, there is a three-class system. And I, I don't really remember which class the girls were in. Um, but I, I don't, believe it's the same. The same exact one. So yeah. for the boys, uh, our, our class was Avon, Brownsburg, Plainfield, Mooresville, and us. Yeah, it's hard. And it's to tough. me, like we had a phenomenal team last year. And it was still, it seemed impossible to get over the giants, um, I, I don't know. Like, what's the history of Indiana with classes? So, man, I. So it used to be class
0: single class. Okay, everybody played for one, one state title, and, uh, and all I've known is class okay. sports. So in basketball, it goes all the way. There's 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. Okay. Football, a couple years six. back, it goes all the way. They they added the sixth class, but it's six classes.
1: Uh, and for those of you that are listening that might not understand what the class system means, uh, what, what the IHSAA does is they break down schools, uh, and this is the most simplistic way of saying it, by school size, correct? Correct. By attendance. It's, yes, it's enrollment. And so uh, from that, they decide uh, what is the fairest way of splitting uh, these schools up. And really what it is, when you look at a single class system, you're looking at, if, if we're talking like college basketball, I mean, you're looking at like a Division three school. Playing against one of these Division One schools, right? Right. I mean, you have a you have an enrollment of three four hundred versus an enrollment, I believe, Ohio State sixty thousand. I mean, and that's a massive micro right. scale uh, way of talking about it. But when you look at Danville, um, how many? How, what's our enrollment? Any guesses on that?
0: Uh, if I were to guess, we're probably right around one thousand, maybe. Okay, and I'm somewhere I'm, in that
1: range. And I'm going to take a stab at this. I could be way wrong. I Believe. I believe Avon is close to four.
0: Uh, yeah, that would probably be right.
1: So I, I mean, you look at you look at that, uh, and I think that that is where I am thankful that we are now in a three class system, because now we're playing in, in, in a more fair competition. Right, and I know
0: the pushback is going to come from you know kind of the more experienced crowd, in this, like. And, you know, to a point, I'm this way, it's like, well, you should want that challenge. You you should want that challenge because the reward of beating those bigger teams is that much greater, I guess, if if that's the way you want to put it. But I'm with you. Like I said, said, all I've known is class basketball. So the last class, I can only speak for basketball, the the last single class tournament was in 1997. Mm -hmm. So just over 20 years. Okay, so this will be the 21st year of okay. class basketball. And, you know, it's like, so what? You know what I mean? Like, I I, I, I didn't the, get the, to experience it, so I don't have that. Now, the only thing I can really draw from is the movie Hoosiers. You yeah. know what I mean? The underdog story and all that stuff, and I, I, I get that, but it's like, I want to win, right. you know what I mean? So I don't the know.
1: argument, like, if anybody's going to argue, well, look at look at college basketball, look at the NCAA tournament. I mean, you have these very small schools thrown into the round of or the big pool of sixty eight teams. Yeah. You know, you you get this. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge Duke Blue Devil fan. You know, you get a team like Lehigh that beat them a few years ago, and you're like, oh my gosh, how can this happen? These are still scholarship athletes. Yes. They get recruited. Correct. We're not... So we're talking apples and oranges here yeah. when we talk about the difference between high school athletics and college athletics. Uh, we are not recruiting anybody yeah. to play at Danville, right? We are, uh, we are. We are given the players that we have living in our community... And we are given, you know, like I mean, we've gotta do uh the best that we can, uh, recruiting or not recruiting them, but like building them up, training them up, developing. That's the word right. I was looking for. So, uh, yeah.
0: So like I mean, basically on the basketball side, our, our sectional used to be that way. It was basically the it was basically a county tournament. It was all the county schools. You had it was Avon, Brownsburg, Plainfield, Danville, and then you'd have maybe, I don't know, Mooresville thrown in there, you know zinesville or something like that thrown in there too. But it's all these big schools, and it's sometimes you just you knew you didn't have a chance. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, eh. But like I said, part of me, the the competitive part of me is like, okay, I I want that challenge. I want to be able to beat these big schools, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna coach these kids the best I can. You know, And I think that's why, it, from my perspective, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. I'm going to hijack it a little bit. Okay. So, from my point of view, because of class basketball, the county tournament here in Hendricks County, at least on the basketball side, is a big deal. Yeah. Especially for the Tri-West, Cascade, and Danvilles. Because this is a chance to prove, like... With the big boys. Yeah, you're, you can play with the big boys and you know my senior year so 2005 we won county for the first time since 1980 i think it was 87 Mm -hmm. maybe man it you you would have thought we won state right like that was a big deal and it was kind of cool because we played cascade in the final so you had two of the smaller schools in the county playing for a county championship so that was really cool but Get back on track. Yeah, the county tournament, it's like that old sectional. Yeah. It was the old sectional that it used to be when it was single-class basketball. You wanted to beat Avon. You wanted to beat Brownsburg. Brownsburg was definitely... Brownsburg and playing for two powerhouses back, way back when. And then when Avon just exploded. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they kind of made their mark as well. And it, it's... So, I'm okay with class, bas- class sports right. in Indiana. But I get... The single class part, is yeah. what I should say.
1: Okay, cool. Well, looking ahead at the uh, sectionals for Danville boys and girls soccer. Uh, starting with the girls, they drew Tri West for their very first game, uh, which is a great. Uh, I mean, that's just a great beginning. Yeah, two-year I mean, sectional. Yeah,
0: we just went over it. They they got the win over at their place uh, just uh, this past Wednesday. So, you know, confidence there that they know they can beat them. Yeah. Uh, who is, that, where's their sectional? Lineup? So
1: that is at Crawfordsville. At Crawfordsville. Um, okay. So the games for that sectional Danville versus Tri West, then Frankfurt versus North Montgomery, and then uh, Lebanon versus Crawfordsville. And then the winner of uh, games one and two will play each other. And then the winner of that would play the winner of Lebanon-Crawfordsville. So, um, you know, for for Danville, that's a great sectional to be in. Those are all All conference games. So they they know how they can match up. They know what they need to do to improve themselves, to be able to uh, maximize their effort on that. And then for the boys, uh, looking that up real quick, we play uh, our first game is against Speedway which is also a team that we have faced earlier this season. We walked away with a 1-1 tie. Uh, so that is definitely a, a winnable game for us. And then also in our sectional is Tri-West, uh, Indianapolis Crispus Attucks, uh, Bishop Chatard, Northwest. Cardinal Ritter. Uh, so it, it is a challenging sectional. It is certainly winnable. So we're yeah. excited about the opportunities. And, and for, we're hosting, correct? And we're hosting the boys sectional. So really would encourage people to come out at $6 per game, or you can get a $10 dollars all season. Be the optimist, pass. people,
0: by the pass. Be yeah. the optimist. Cool. So, I mean, I'm
1: looking... At,
0: Sectional time rolling around for just about everybody. Like we said, tennis has got theirs. You just had your sectional draw tonight. Football is going to be winding down here in the next couple weeks. It's going to be exciting time for all these fall sports. The
1: volleyball so. looks like they are in a couple weeks as well. So, yes, we are we are looking forward to the ends of the season, uh, looking forward to that tournament time, just like you said earlier on in the podcast. Uh, this is the time where you want to start peaking so looking forward to seeing all of our uh, athletes all of our programs uh, really trying to build up that momentum going into uh, tournament time Uh, don't forget social media we have our facebook page uh, warrior talk Uh, you won't be able
0: to uh, miss us there we also have our twitter handle at warrior talk pod so follow us there get updates you know give us feedback we're always looking for that uh if there's something you want us to talk about or you know just just anything everything let us know again if you're going to these events and we're not there tweet us some results let us get as accurate information as possible
1: awesome matt well we appreciate everybody's support and listening to us so uh, hopefully you guys have a great week